Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, I always like keeping track of the fringe guys. Tell me about Kendrick Nunn. Bam on the right wing against Zeller. Shows him his right shoulder. Good pass down inside. Nunn, easy layup. What a good pass from the great cut by Miami. Coach is going to like to see that action. That's exactly what he's looking for. Good cut down there. Good pass down inside. He done a little 6-0 run. Oh, Beast, you got to be thrilled, man. We can talk some, some Kendrick Nunn today. No, nope, not going to ask a question. I was on. Oh, was no, on, no, 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 no. I was no. on in the offseason. <laughs> oh, I'm going to ask it. Ira <laughs> Winneman joins us on the guest line. Ron Fields, that's going to be guest line. Truly says beyond convenience. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask Ira about Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Your boy. Big game last night. Kendrick Nunn, Ira. Uh, Beast, as soon as it was over, Kendrick Nunn comes up to me. He goes, tell Beast I am doing fine, and thank you so much for your great concern. So, <laughs> so that's why. I think you were the motivation. Matter of fact, I know you've seen the Heat players wear those shirts of other Heat players. Yes. It was so weird. I get in the locker room, the locker room opens, and there's Kendrick Nunn with a Beast T-shirt on. Just unbelievable. <laughs> Must have been huge. Well, other than Kendrick Nunn, I think nobody was happier that Jimmy Butler was left home than Deion Waiters because Philly Cheese got to cook a little bit yesterday. Uh, good performance by him, man. You know, it, it it was kind of odd, guys, because during the game, I'm watching Deion Waiters play off the bench, and he was terrific, you know, in that first half, the only half that he played. And I'm writing this story, oh, it makes sense, Vinny Johnson 2.0, Jimmy Butler scores in the first unit, Deion scores in the second unit, speak to Eric Spolster after the game, well, Deion has that ignitability, I could see him in that kind of role. And then Deion is sitting by his locker, feet in the ice bucket, no. I am not playing a reserve. That's not what I want. And I said, well, you played off the bench the first two games. And he goes to me, you know why that is. Talk to someone else after that. They said that this is, at this point, punitive by Eric Spolstra until Dion Waiters gets into optimal shape. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a matter of when Dion is in the shape Eric Spolstra wants, he will be a starter again. The question is when or if Dion gets into that shape. So our sort of first mini controversy of the preseason. Um, sounds like they're playing games because guess what? Dion's going to be busting his butt to ball out coming off the bench to prove that he could start. And Spoh's looking at it like, you know what? He plays that role pretty well. I'm going to leave him there. And what are we going to do when that situation presents itself? Yeah, you know what, Leroy? I think it's going to get to critical mass. I, I think if, if, if no, the number one thing for Deion Waiters is getting buckets, number number 1A is being stubborn. And we've seen it over the years. And it could be stubborn <laughs> with his conditioning. It could be stubborn with his attitude of sharing the rocket time. So I, I think Spo realizes that to get maximum Dion, you have to have happy Dion. So he's going to push him. And, and, you know, Dion, if you look at where he is right now, conditioning-wise, and he's good enough to do that against mostly mainline Charlotte players, not their fringe guys, in the first half, it's encouraging. But, man, it is always something. I get it. I guess it's that stubbornness to think that you are great is what drives you. But on the other hand, i got to tell you guys, I think Dion Waiters as a sixth man would be a wonderful role on this team when you have Jimmy Butler starting and then to have that quality of offense 
coming off the bench. But I'm telling you, I, Dion could not have shook his head in, in, in more of a stern way at me and laughed me off, basically, when I asked the question <laughs> last night about him playing off the bench. That is not happening. I remember we had him. Uh, we talked to him uh, media day right, <laughs> right after he signed the contract, and he was almost befuddled that the that the Heat went after Gordon Hayward instead of him first. So, like, I get it, but even Dion has to realize after what he came off last year and then signing Jimmy Butler, like, this isn't passing the torch, you know, Wade County to Waders County. Like, the, like times have changed since the since the thirty and eleven run. And Dion told me after the game that's because I haven't been healthy since the thirty and eleven run. Remember, uh, yep. he was on the bench at the end of that run with the ankle. Look, this is the irrational confidence that drives him. If Dion Waiters did not have irrational confidence, nothing else would work. I get that part of the equation. So what Pat, so what Eric Spolster is doing is pushing that irrational confidence by making him get instead of not in great shape but great, great shape. So it's a little cat and mouse right now. We have no clue about the Heat starting lineup when it comes to regular season. I still think it should be Dragic, Waiters, and Butler in some form. You could fill in power forward. Others believe that Justice Winslow has to be in the, the perimeter rotation. So I think Eric's going to keep all of us guessing a bit. They're off now till a Monday exhibition against Atlanta. But I think his whole message is that, wow, I have two guys in my locker room that I demanded get into shape. Dion is buying in, so I am going to push, push, push. With James Johnson, the pushing doesn't start until he returns. So I think Eric Spolstra thinks he's winning. I think Dion's uh, thought is let Eric Spolstra think he's winning, but at the end of the day, I'm starting. That if, if five different guys start the opener, I think Dion will still walk out on the court. You know, like the rest of the uh, yeah, one of you guys is going to have to step aside. It'll get interesting, guys. Believe me. Iris, speaking of James Johnson, any update on when he might rejoin the team? Well, we spoke to Pat Riley on Monday, and he was confident, and he said sometime this week. And let's face it, guys, it did not make sense to bring him back either of these last two games. He hasn't been at camp at all. This is the moment of truth. The Heat are off today, on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday. They plan to practice three of those days, play Atlanta on Monday. If ever there was a chance to have sort of a mini training camp for James Johnson, bring in the fringe players, really get them going, get them up to speed, this is it. So I would say this. This is a minor blip for the Heat if James Johnson comes back and they announce today or tomorrow. If James Johnson is not with the team in uniform on the bench for Monday's exhibition against the Hawks at American Airlines Arena, then this is not a little thing. And then I firmly believe this is the kind of thing that goes to the Players Association and they step in and they're going to say, look, there are certain reasons you can keep someone away from your team, away from his teammates, but being two or three pounds overweight is not one of them. I don't think the Heat wants that kind of critical mass. I would expect them to reinstate him sometime in the next few days. Could J.J. end up being on the end of the bench and never playing? Because it seems like well, with the way with the yeah. way they're doing everything, he even when he comes back, what is he going to be able to do in shape, in the best shape? What is he going to be able to do to get on the court? Well, I mean, that's the thing, Lee Ryan, and, and, and I, I still believe this, that the Heat will never say that. Are you guys telling me if Jimmy Butler came in two pounds overweight, they would do the same thing? <laughs> Are you telling me if Tyler Hero came in overweight? Are you telling me if Bam Adebayo did? I think they were looking for an example guy who they could say, hey, if this guy is not ready for opening night, if we push this thing, Eric Spolstra, can you still build your most optimal rotation? The answer is yes. We're seeing now that a power forward, the Heat enjoy going big, big. 
They've gone with Myers Leonard of Bam out of Iowa, the first two exhibitions. Kelly Olenek is out. He could fill into that Myers Leonard role. So all of a sudden, if James Johnson is not a power forward anymore, and he's a small forward he had been throughout his career, well, you have Justice Winslow there. You have Jimmy Butler there. Mm-hmm. You have Dion and Tyler Hero in the, in the rotation on the wing. So I think this was calculated also that – if there is no James Johnson, are you going to be okay? And I think the coaching staff said, yeah, we will be fine. He's going to have to earn his way back. And let's face it, at the end of last season, he wasn't a rotation player either. The hard part is he has two years left on his contract worth over $30 million. So you're going to sort of have dead money sitting there also. Uh, well, everybody was excited the first preseason game hour by the performance of the first-round pick, Tyler Hero. Um, which yeah. he's been getting a lot of praise from all the veterans. I mean, everybody's been you know speaking high, which I feel like is a, a stark contrast to when uh, Justice and Jarich, everybody gave the rookies the hard time. Everybody seems to be really, really talking up what Tyler does, and then he goes and performs like that. Um, it's interesting because he's kind of the first Heat rookie I can remember in a while, maybe since Beasley, that comes in with his first asset really being his offense. What do you think his role will, will be for this team if he is part of the future for them? Well, I, I think it'll be sort of he's be, being positioned now, sort of, you know, do the litmus test early, do the heat check, see if it's his night, if it's not his night. The Heat have a bunch of those guys. They obviously have Dion we saw last night. We know Jimmy's going to have his moments. Beast will be happy to know. I think Kendrick Nunn will have his moments. They have enough guys there that can sort of be ignitable, like, like Eric Spolstra says. So I think that's how they play him. But I do think they want to develop him. So, look. He had a great shooting night game one, not a great shooting night game two. But the fact is the minutes are consistent, and he started yesterday, tells me this. If there were any questions about Tyler Hero being a rotation player, those are over. He's going to be a top eight or top nine player. They are going to develop him, and they're going to develop him for another reason. It might even be as a trade asset. And as I wrote in my blog today, the fact that Anton Jameson, the director of player personnel for the Wizards, was at the game last night. Bradley Beal hasn't signed his extension. He has an October 21 deadline. I think the Heat are also to a degree showcasing as well as playing guys right now. Matter of fact, I'm going to throw it to all, all three of you guys, my capologist friends and experts. I threw this to a bunch of Heat people at the game yesterday, people not directly associated with the team. This trade, would you do it or not do it at this very moment? Would you trade Tyler Hero with Justice Winslow for Bradley Beal? Go ahead, gentlemen. Mm. Talk amongst yourselves. No, nope, because John Wall's attached to that. What? No, he's okay, saying, but I'm saying not. I'm saying, but I'm saying not. Just for Bradley Beal. That package is no. I think that package is good enough. You don't have to take the filler. So just that straight package I gave you. No, I wouldn't. Tobin Here's wouldn't, why. Tobin wouldn't do it because he already knows the nickname. Because the two players that you're trading are in effect four or five players with the 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 things that they can do on the court. Whereas versatility, okay. right? This is the one thing I would say, and okay. they're young. Okay, but here's the thing: you just gave Jimmy Butler a heap of money. He's okay, 30, he's, 30, yes. he's thirty. All right. Yep. Bradley Beal's, Bradley Beal's already a star. I don't know what Tyler oh. Hero's going to be. I don't know what Justin Winslow's going to be. Oh. We think we think that they're nice players. I know Bradley Beal's a nice player. I know I know he's he's a running mate with. Uh, with okay, Jimmy but but understand the versatility you're giving up, right? With those two guys. When it gets to crunch time during a season or maybe a series, that versatility is going to be more effective than Bradley Beal making threes. I bet Riley does it. You know what, guys? And you know what, guys? And I asked six people that question. It got split down the middle. And I think Tobin's point is valid for this reason, Leroy. Right now, if you wait to 2021 free agency, that's one of the answers I got. Hey, 
why give up assets? You could just sign them in 2021 when you should have the space, depending on this whole China situation. But the other point I got was this. By then, you will have already paid $70 million to Jimmy Butler. So you're sort of on the win-now clock right now, which does mm-hmm. make me wonder if Pat Riley needs to push this up. So I think it is interesting that there's two sides to that, and I think we'll all be looking at that October 21 extension deadline for Bradley Beal as well. Yeah, the thing that just interested me with Riley, because it was funny, you know, we played his his press conference. It was like two years ago, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, you know, I'm not a draft pick guy." And then, you know, he does a sit down with Jason Jackson. He goes, "People say that, you know, they're so wrong with the draft pick, and they've been good with the young development. Like to think this has been a franchise that that does always, you know, default to going and getting the star. But they don't but, necessarily but need been, a draft to develop players. I understand, but they have been good. That 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 has been a, such a great skill set of them developing young guys. But I think Riley is still going to go to his roots if you tell him." At the end of the day, would you go get a guy who is in the prime of his Veteran. career, who's establishing right. himself as as an all star in this league? Yeah, I think he's going to do it. All and right. that, and that's why I think it's interesting. And look, the last guy he truly developed into the cusp of stardom, Josh Richardson, ultimately turned into a trade asset. Right. And I will say this. There is no way you could have better showcased Tyler Hero than what we've seen in the last few months. No player was featured more in Las Vegas Summer League, number one. Number two, he leads the Heat in shots in game one of the exhibition season. Boom, he's out there. Second game of his exhibition career, he's in the starting lineup. So certainly if anyone was taking a look at the player, the Heat have made sure he is on complete and total display as well. How about Dion? As far as what? Trade Dion. He'd get a chance think, to play. He'd be all for it. Uh, he might, but yeah, like you're not getting Bradley Beal for him. No, but I'm saying, I mean, how about Dion and one of those young guys? For yeah, I, I don't think he has the value because I think to see, a team like the Wizards would say this: Young talent, Winslow right. and Hero are young. Right. By the time we get our other draft picks and develop, and maybe even get a healthy John Wall, who knows down the road it's not like john's like you know over the hill already maybe that's a possibility so i think it would have to be two young heat prospects the reason i threw in those two is bradley beal can replace most of their skill set that's the reason i wouldn't do say out bio and hero or maybe even out bio and winslow because then you have nothing up front also so i think that's the most viable not saying that washington would even be willing to do that but leroy i think the youth of those guys would mesh a lot more to what washington does to the point i believe that you might not be forced to take John Wall as well. There's no way they could trade out of bio after what no, I think, they've I, I said about he, him think, and what he means to the and, franchise. And and also the role he fills. I mean, this team has, you know, buku perimeter players that you have dropage for one more season. You have Hero, you have Jimmy Buckler, you know, you have Kendrick Nunn, Beast Favorites. You have enough young guys like that on the wing, but I can't see a power rotation, honestly. If you're asking me who's the most irreplaceable starter on the Heat right now, and I know this sounds odd that I bypass Jimmy Butler, but if Jimmy Butler's not there, like we saw, you have Deion Waiters, you can have Gore, and you can have Hero. If you don't have Bam out of bio, do you guys feel comfortable? Could you even fathom the notion of starting a Linux and Myers Leonard together? And that's what you might have to do. <sighs> no, it's the old, it's the old uh, adage back in the Big Three days when Spose said that Bosch was the most important guy because they didn't have a replacement for him. Yeah, because Listen. because in the niche that he fills. So I think I think sort of Bam is the guy it starts with when you look at that heat injury board. As long as Bam is in the lineup, I think this team has enough versatility, like you guys mentioned, to make it work. One more before we get you out of here, Ira. What have you found uh, the most interesting thing with this whole NBA-China controversy that's going down kind of from the outside looking in? Uh, 
I mean, look, I don't want to get too political here. No one does. But as much as people are talking about the whole freedom of speech and that, and that an NBA GM can't speak what he wants, I think the human rights violations have been overlooked for so long. It bothers me that the NBA has this great social platform right now. And the one thing they're doing is they're going all in on freedom of speech when there's so much else going on there behind the scenes in China and the human rights situation. I think everyone has this peg right. You could be one of two things. You could be the money pigs like the NFL, where all that matters is the next dollar. Or you could be the social reformed NBA that's getting into that other sphere. You can't have it both ways. You can't be the money pigs, and you can't be the social reform people. So now all of a sudden the NBA is realizing maybe Roger Goodell and the way he worships the dollar is the bottom line of this is a business. Because, guys, if this continues, this is the money more than even broadcast money the NBA was counting on to carry it through. And I think you will see a dramatic retrenchment in the amount of money of salaries and salary cap if China goes away. So I think we're at a moment of truth now. What matters more, social improvement, making the world a better place, or getting every last Roger Goodell dollar? All right, Ira, real quick. In a fight. Oh, oh no. my God. In a fight, <laughs> you have 79-year-old um, Chuck, Norris. Chuck Norris or me. Who you got? I think, Leroy, you might have the quickness to, at worst, run away if it gets ugly. So I would say <laughs> you the youthful speed factor. You, you, what? Now you got me running away? Oh, my God. you have goodness. that advantage. No shame. You can. You can. He's on, the, he's on the walker with the two tennis balls. You are still somewhat fleet, so I would go for that. But if you were in the steel cage... Hey, I gotta go with a guy who, with one punch, it's all over. Oh, and it's not my case. Are running back. <laughs> Thanks, I right. take care, man. Have safe travels. Uh, I gotta go put my beast T-shirt back on. Thanks. Guys. <laughs> He's Sorry, so irate. I appreciate joining us each week. I don't like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. I don't like him. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with more after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.